Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Happy Friday. Kissing the weekend. Uh, what a weekend. You know, every time we say it every Friday to get ready for the weekend because they're going to launch. But, you know, there's there's actually some inter- a lot of interesting uh, Well, Bill, yesterday you, you say launch. Something interesting happened yesterday. I have a an older story about it. Um, uh, I guess the story I have in my hand came out about one thirty yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. It says... Uh, you know, there was a big outage, uh, a cell phone oh, outage. Phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it affected. First, they just said AT and T, but then they later said, "Well, Verizon and T-Mobile customers were affected too." And yeah. then they said, "Well, it it, it started around four a.m. and impacted uh, over one hundred thousand customers." Well, I was listening to a talk show yesterday afternoon, and they said it was several million customers. Uh, who yeah. were affected by this uh, this outage? It was from Florida to New England to California. It was all over, and you know, Bill, they haven't come out, in, at least as far as I can see, with a reason. They have uh, said they're working on it. They're trying to find out why it happened, and I don't even know, by the way, whether it's been resolved. I haven't seen. I any- don't think it has, and I think it's been going on for a while. And even I got a I got an up uh, a message this morning. Now, mm-hmm. you know, this is uh, the latest Samsung phone. It's got all the bells whistles. I can take pictures of craters on the moon, so the camera's <laughs> you can, great. You can do brain surgery with that thing. <laughs> uh, I really can. Well, you know, maybe the instructions are right there, but it's it's fancy. It's you know got all kinds of gadgets and everything, and you know it's the latest. Technology, mm-hmm. and uh, this morning has a. Uh, I wake up. He goes, "Yes, you uh, have the latest phone, but you're on a 3G network." I'm going, "How the hell is that?" They got a brand new tower, three blocks from me, <laughs> and I'm on a 3G network. Well, maybe that was their solution. By the way, maybe their solution was to move everybody back to an older well, secondary network. Let me tell you what it's doing now. I, yeah, you know, uh, I, I pay a lot of bills, you know, right there from my phone. Yeah. All right. A lot of people do nowadays, yeah. Yeah, and uh, sometimes, you know, I get a bill like credit card bill and says, well, you got $30 due next month on the 15th. I'll just pay that right now. There you go. Well, you don't always get the indicator back, but you have a little time stamp there that you did something. Right. You know, and I'll be damned if I didn't get burned on something like that where I said, well, you know, it's about that time of the month again. I'll just go ahead and see where I am and pay ahead because I really don't charge that much, and I like to pay the bill before, you know, I don't want it to accrue interest. Right. You know, and here it is. I'm going, what the hell happened? I paid this bill. Somewhere it got tied up and lost in uh, telephone cyberspace. And, you know, I I called and said, hey, we got to take care of this. And they said, okay. And they said, there will be a late fee for you. I'm going, what the hell for? And, you know, know. not... Well, you know, Bill, I, I, I do something when I work with uh, my phone to pay a bill or make a bank deposit or something like that. Uh, when, I, when I do it, I always take a screen grab of I, – I don't wait for their receipt. I take a screen grab of the fact that it's I paid idea. for it. You know, And that way if they say, well, we didn't get it and you didn't do it. I usually say, well, I have a screen grab picture of the confirmation number. I can give it to you. Oh, you do? Well – uh, but you know, Bill, we live in a, a terrific society when it works. When it doesn't mm-hmm. work, 
Forget about it. I mean, and uh, it's your fault. I mean, they're they're not going to take the blame for it. So I got anyway. I, I got to play this for you. Oh, unless you got something to add, I didn't mean to. Uh, I, no, I was no, no, no. I, I have an I have another major story. But go ahead with this. Oh, no, Ron DeSantis was talking mm-hmm. about what happened yesterday, and he kind of went on. He said, "Can you imagine?" If what happened yesterday was an EMP attack, listen. Like having like cell, it's honestly, it's like, imagine if we had like an EMP attack or something like that, what would end up happening in this country? So it's not necessarily a good thought because you think you're just so naturally reliant on having uh, having cell service. If you're in the car, you need to figure out where you're going to go, all this other stuff. So um, it, it's a little bit uh, a little bit jarring to think about the implications if something like that happened on a much grander scale. That's Ron DeSantis from Florida. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, yeah, I mean, if that was an EMP attack, everybody would lose not just their phones, but uh, much of their electrical equipment. You want to say well, something? Fun- well, I was going to say it's funny you should say an EMP attack. You know, we talked about, uh, I think we mentioned it yesterday or the day before, that Putin is given, uh, he's given his his military 30 days to go in and yeah. seize the Ukraine. That's yeah. it. Go take it. So NATO announced that Ukraine has the go-ahead, the blessings of NATO. NATO uh-huh. says you can take all the Western hardware and weapons and go ahead and launch on Russia inside their border. Really? Well, it was about 11 hours ago, did that or something like that, and I'm like, is that not a declaration of war on our You're not going to get this administration to stop them. You're not going to get... Uh, the Biden administration to put the speed brake on that kind of a, a maneuver. Don't talk peace. You know, uh, Trump said, I can I can get this thing to stop, this war. You know, he says 24 hours. And everyone says, well, who can do that in 24? Look at he, what he's essentially saying is I can do it quickly. That's Trump. That's how Trump talks. Mm-hmm. When, he, when he puts time limits and deadlines. But the fact is, maybe it won't be 24 hours, but he might get it done in a week. You know, which still would be pretty amazing. And it's more than what this guy uh, in Washington has done. You know, they they just want to throw more money at it. It's like the house is on fire. Oh, no, don't put it out. I can get a lot of gasoline and pour it on it and keep it going. That's what they're doing in Washington. Yeah, and you know what? You know, we've handed the Ukraine the gun. So when they fire the gun and they shoot somebody... Is it there? The, it's on the us on too. There? Yeah, or yeah, it's on us too. So Putin knows that, and Putin's going to sit there and go, "Well, you know, I and is he a killer? Yeah, he's a killer. It's in his genes. It's in his blood. It's in, it's in his mm-hmm. DNA. Is what I'm trying to say. He is a killer, but he doesn't always have to be. Well, he's if, not. He's not stupid, Bill. No, he's, he's not. He he, he may be, look at. You're right. He's a bad guy in in that. A lot of good people have died under his regime, okay? Uh, he is a dictator as far as dictators go. I mean, he was the president, and then their constitution said he couldn't be president anymore. So he, he, stepped, he stepped aside, Bill, for like yeah. a, a term and put uh, Medvedev in. He literally put Medvedev in, and he stood right next to him all the way through his term. And then when he could run again, he, he yeah. got back in. And... and uh, He's, and he's got an election coming up here, and you know what? He's, he's going to win it. He's, yeah, he's not going anywhere. And, no. You know, and I, he said that's that's the problem with the U.S. We change leaders potentially every four to eight years. Well, you know, Bill, 
the pro- you're right. But the problem, the thing about uh, Putin is he realizes, I think he realizes that all the problems that are coming from the U.S. right now are not really coming from the American people. I think he knows that there is corruption in our system right now and that the judgments and rulings and the laws that are being passed and initiated by this administration um, don't really come from the masses. And I, and I don't think he wants to uh, cause a conflict between his administration and the American people, if you know what I mean. I, so that's why he, he could have been a lot nastier and a lot stronger to us over the last couple of years based upon what we've done in the Ukraine. Uh, and, but he's kind of held back a bit. And a lot of people who are watching what's happening in the Ukraine have wondered why, you know? I mean, why hasn't he gotten really angry? Why hasn't the rhetoric from Moscow been more, you know, confrontational, you know? Uh, Why has he kind of laid back? And I, I think that he figures that he can talk to Trump. I think he can talk to Trump. People say, well, then he's a, he's a, Trump's a stool pigeon. No, I just think that he can talk to Trump. And I think that talking is the key to uh, de-escalation. Right now, this administration is not talking peace. There's no delegation in Moscow or in Kiev uh, discussing disarmament and uh, maybe redrawing the boundaries and stopping the war. There's none of that. You have people. No. And you, people may say, why is NATO talking about increasing the war? Why aren't they more involved with the, uh, sitting down and getting a peace settlement involved? I mean, it affects them more than it affects us. We have an ocean between us, you know? Right. Uh, why is it that people uh, in Poland and in Germany and in France, uh, it, I don't mean people, the, the general public, I mean why the government so anxious to keep that fire burning? Is it because they think that the Ukraine will be a bumper between Russia and them? Do you know? Well, yeah. And you know what? If Russia wanted to come and attack us, you know, you think we got a border problem down in uh, in Texas, the southern border? Oh, oh. What about what about the northern border with Canada? As a matter of fact, Russia could march right over uh, and go right through Canada, right through right Alaska, in. Bill. They could go right, right through Alaska. Alaska. Yeah, they can. They can come in. You know, we are. You know, we think we're protected by uh, ocean. We are not. Biden's proven that. Now, Biden's proving it for a different reason. He is dismantling this country right and left uh, with everything that he does, and we'll we'll go into that. But well, have we, we have, Bill? Have we had a, a good answer ever about why he allowed spy balloons to travel across the center of our country for no good reason? I mean, he could have shot it down in Montana, and people say, yeah. "Well, he, he didn't want it to fall on a populated area." Have you seen Montana? Have you seen how much uh, of the the land is uh, wilderness, barren wilderness? Right. I mean, uh, the, the the lies Bill they throw at us are, are mind boggling sometimes, and they expect us all to believe it. Well, you know, and that's why they want to get Trump because they know Trump is the answer. They don't want to give him, you know, the chance to get to. Uh, the White House, and they're going to do everything. Trump, his team, asked for 
a little bit of a reprieve to get ready for, mm-hmm. you know, that, that $355 million judgment, which they have the right to do, by the way. They really do. And Angron sat there and said, hmm, let me think about it. Hell no. You know, I'm not going to give you that chance to do that. Can you imagine that? I mean, first of all, it doesn't it seem a little preposterous that you have to go back to the same guy who issued the asinine judgment in the first place and mm-hmm. ask his permission to delay the judgment? Mother, I mean, may I? Yeah. This is the guy who came out with it. You think he's going to go, well, yeah, it is kind of high. No, he's going to. He's And you know what Letitia James said yesterday? She has her eyes. I think it's on 40, Broad, it's 40 Wall Street. Uh, that's one of Trump's huge, gorgeous buildings that he owns. And she says, if he doesn't pay up in, in 30 days, I'm going to have his little building, my sweet. Well, what's she going to do with it? Turn it into a place for the homeless? They're going to strip the gold lining out of it? Well, somebody, I heard somebody ask a great question. Let's say the uh, city of New York decides to to confiscate that building. What happens to all of the leases from the tenants that are between Trump and the tenant? If it's between Trump and the tenant and you remove Trump from ownership, then who gets the money on the – are those leases null and void? That's the question. Can the people in that building just move out? You know. But the, here's, the, here's the other thing. We talked about this yesterday, Bill. The, in the Constitution, I think it's uh, Article it's – it's the Eighth – no, Fourth Amendment, I believe, uh, which – is against uh, illegal searches and seizures. And people say, well, how does that apply? Well, uh, it says that the government can't come in and take your stuff, okay? It can put liens on your stuff. If Bill Knight doesn't uh, pay up on on something, they can slap your property with a lien and say, well, okay. Uh, you you can't, can't sell this property until you exactly pay up. That's exactly right. But it can't come in and grab your house and kick you out into the street. See, I think New York exclusively has a different law. That was how they were able but to go can after Trump. State, with- Bill, can the state law supersede a federal law? Well, see, now that's an interesting question because the federal government says no. Right. But now in New York they're saying yes. Yeah. So, again, it's a double standard. And the double standard always rules in favor of the left. I don't think they have a rat's ass chance in hell of mm-hmm. winning the election. But what they're going to do is by hook or crook, either st- they, and I think they know that. Yeah. So they've got to stop Trump in any way that they can by any means. They don't care. It's a it's it's a hate Trump. Get Trump. Got to stop him. Or they're going to sit there and do away with the election altogether. And the only way to do away with that is have some kind of internal strife, conflict, or war. And then though the War Powers Act, and they'll find the stupidest thing to, to kick in that act. They will, because they, they are afraid. The numbers are not going down for Trump. You know, you know what's sad? I was thinking about this day as I was shaving. I do some of my, my best thinking in the, uh, in the bathroom, which I like to refer to as the mm. library. So if somebody says, uh, where's dad? Uh, oh, he's in the library. Um, but anyway, I was thinking, you know, I would give some money. I literally would support. I would give money to Trump for his defense, maybe even to even help him pay the judgment. I think it's such a obscene judgment. But the problem that I have now is that, you know, in 2020, when I believe there was some hanky-panky in the elections, um, 
I, I gave some money. You know, a one-time shot. I gave some money. And, and got hounded by the uh, RNC. Bill, for two and a half years, I've been uh, emailed on a daily basis, many times, several times a day. It's annoying. I put blocks on it, and they and like you talk, you told me before, you can block a, a number, and they just go to another number. They just yeah, they they got your number. They got your email yeah, address. They so sure they go, do. Yeah, go ahead. You know, and I think they have an algorithm that uh, when it sends out, it's blocked. It automatically generates. Well, don't you think a, a lot of people like myself have say, "Well, I gave money once, and I, I got on some list, and I've been annoyed uh, and and turns you off." Yeah, it does. I, you know, I but I, I think a lot of people would, uh, a lot of people would, uh, you know, s- support them and send them some uh, some cash to help pay off his, uh, this problem. If I would help if I thought that it went directly. To well, him, you know what Not I found out, Bill. I'm going to tell what? you what I found out. I found I found out really that our program, and I really mean this, our program has a far bigger audience than than uh, I really thought we had. I, I I thought we we early on we we did a test and we got some preposterous figure as to as far as the size of the audience. We made a promo. It's a it's kind of a funny promo at the end of the show, and but the thing is, we never really took that too seriously. But we did uh, some searching around, and if what we found out is true, we have a pretty decent-sized audience. So much so that I've heard other talk show hosts use our stuff. I heard our stuff used yesterday on a national talk show. Uh, it was I heard, and You know it's your stuff because you refer to something in a certain way that nobody oh, else yeah. refers to it. And then somebody comes along and, and uses that line, and yeah. uh, so anyway, the point I'm trying to make is that um, I, I think that if somebody from the Trump administration is listening to our program right now, a Trump, I say administration, a Trump campaign, you might want to suggest to the president that look it, if you want to support one time, no repercussions, no other emails, you're not going to be put on any lists. I promise you. Uh, then here's where you send that donation, you know, and I might send money again for that one time donation. But if I were to be put on a list as a result of that, I would, I would never give again. Unfortunately, there are dirty players and I'm sure he's still got dirty players somewhere around Mm -hmm. lurking in the shadows that would say, Oh, we got a new list. Let's take that list. And that's proven in the news today, along with, you know, uh, th- there was an indictment that went down yesterday, not against Tucker Carlson, but on his behalf yeah. of, a, of a journalist for uh, Fox. What was his name? Sat there. Tim something uh, or other? Tim? Tim uh, hang on. Let me see here. Where do I have the Tucker stuff? Uh, I want to say Tim Beck. Tim, not Beck. No, no. It's Timothy and Burke. Tim Burke. Timothy Burke. Yeah. Yeah. He's indicted on conspiring to, well, it's conspiracy hacking charges. He hacked files. And it was when Tucker was fired. He went and hacked files to do this dump and video thing and everything. Well, you know what he did, Bill? What he did was, before the program Tucker Carlson Tonight airs at 8 o'clock, or when it was on Fox. Yeah, he took the outtakes like we do. We have a lot of stuff that rolls. They they would roll the videotape in the control room. like, And I don't know why they did this, but they did it early. 
So it would be rolling while the makeup person is putting makeup on Tucker, you know, blotting out yeah, all for, the, the yeah for the lights, yeah. 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 And so he's talking in his uh, into the microphone, and he's hearing in his headpiece a conversation with somebody in the control room, and you hear Tucker say stuff like uh, he's a nasty M S O B or whatever the, he he might have used another term, yeah. uh, but it was all commentary that was supposed to be private. Uh, it was never supposed to air. It was uh, minutes before the program went 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 live, but this guy, t- I guess, he hacked into the uh, the feed, and he well, stole that's this right stuff. There, yeah, yeah, he yeah he stole the feed, and then he released it to embarrass Tucker, to make him look diminished, and uh, it didn't have an effect. If anything, it made him look more human. Uh, but this is how they they work on that side. What amazes me is that. If you did this to, uh, uh, well, look what happened, by the way. Speaking of news, I didn't mean to step, but, but, but Catherine Herridge. Catherine oh, I was Herridge. just looking at the story because of CBS. They, uh, they know, stole her confidential you know, files. You know that the head of CBS News is a diversity hire. Uh, she is uh, somebody who's really not terribly qualified. She, her resume may look impressive, but it's been one of these people that's been pushed along, you know, and she's. She is, instead of hiring the best journalists and getting the best stories and getting the scoops, she's doing to CBS News what people have done to NBC News and ABC News. They have politicized it. They made it a weapon, and they've ruined. And she will ruin, by the way. This, Well, I'll tell you what she did. She fired Catherine Herridge for no good reason, has everyone scratching their head in New York and in the media, but then she went in and seized all of Catherine Heritage, Heritage's confidential um, files. Her confidential files, her computers. Yeah. All that stuff which was is illegal. Seized. Yeah. And they're really, the union is, you know. Well, I, here's a problem. See, BlackRock, who has uh, a holding on CBS, they're in trouble for that now. CBS no, is actually, in trouble. That, that's a different BlackRock. When she says, when they say they're, uh, they're head scratching at BlackRock, I can say this from experience. They're not talking about the equity company. They're talking about the headquarters for CBS. Well, the building, the building at CBS is, called is on Fifty Second Street. Is called BlackRock. All right. So uh, when she when they say that they're scratching their head at BlackRock, uh, a lot of people can be confused by that. It's kind of vague, but that that they're referring Either to the way. headquarters. Either way, the problem is is they're worried about it. Now, I will tell you, update on that uh, uh, diversity hire. Yeah. Uh, she Her contract was renewed. Of course. She got her money, but she's no longer the president of the news. They Wait, have really? New, yeah, that happened a day or two ago, and I think it's probably Did she get a promotion, of, Bill? I'm just curious. No, she didn't get a promotion. What she did is they brought in... Well, let's just say it. They, they have a white woman now that has taken over, and she's under that person, but she keeps her money and I think got a raise. Well, you know, here's the thing. Took I, her out I, of have, the line of fire. I have no problem. It's not a race thing. People say, what are you? I'll tell you why. One of my favorite uh, uh, anchors on Fox is um, uh, what's her name in the afternoon? Uh, oh, my gosh. I'll think of it. Uh, I'll think. Oh of it. yeah, I think her dad was. Uh, I know he's talking about. Can't, he, yeah, her he was dad a was a general, and I can't. Yeah. Think, I'll think of it. I'll think of it in a second. As a matter of fact, if you want to talk about something, I'll I'll find out in a second. I'll refresh yeah. my brain. 
Yeah, she, a very attractive lady, but you know, she never. I, you know, I was wondering the other day. I was watching. I said she never says her name. You know, which that's cool. You know, that's fine. I mean, but I consider her honest and creditable, and uh, she is. She's, yeah, it's uh, Harris Faulkner. Harris Faulkner. Yeah, that's it. And she yeah. is a she is a brilliant young woman. She is uh, not a hire, um, a diversity hire. She is qualified. She's probably the best interviewer of all the anchors at Fox. Very intelligent. Very intelligent. And she and uh, articulate. And she will not, by the way, uh, allow people to make it sound like she's a diversity hire. I've heard her straight. Oh, she corrects people. people. Yes, yeah. yeah. She'll, and she'll even correct you on. Uh, well, let's not go down the race. She doesn't yes. get into that. She, she talks I've about. Heard. She, you're exactly right, Bill. We're on the same page. Uh, but so, you know, if Harris Faulkner were the head of CBS uh, News, I would say that's a brilliant move because she's a smart woman and she knows the business. That would be a good move. But the person they put over at CBS, the one that Bill said was just replaced, I didn't see that, but I believe you uh, because somebody uh, with a. A brain at CBS probably said, "Whoa, what? Well, ha- what have we done?" You know, I don't think that they replaced her with anybody that wasn't woke, like uh, the diversity hire. Yeah, you know, they're they're marching to orders, and that's all there is. But you know, that's got to make anybody that goes, "I got confidential information." All right, this is uh, you know total. You know, I, I, nobody knows who I am. Can't know who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, I would I would tell you right now, if you talk to CBS, ABC, NBC, MSNBC, any of the mainstream medias, and even the uh, Atlantic or anything, I'd, I'd ask STFU because the, the problem is this is an example of how much they respect your privacy. They don't care. Well, you know, you know? let's think about this for a second, okay? Uh, for the longest time, when I worked at CBS, for example, back in ancient times, um, <laughs> it was back in the 70, folks, 70s, folks. But when I was at CBS, uh, the headquarters were in New York. Yes. It was CBS. Uh, they had just changed from CBS uh, Inc. to, no, I'm sorry. They had just changed from the Columbia Broadcasting System to CBS Inc. That was the big change. And um, people said, well, that's a... A, a really strange thing to have done, but they they were going into television and they were they were diversifying and everybody was using letters as opposed to the name you know and national broadcasting uh, company was referred to as NBC ABC the American Broadcasting Company was ABC so CBS figured well we got to do that too and they dropped the Columbia Broadcasting System became CBS that was the big deal but their headquarters were at 51 West 52nd Street in New York, and that was the Black Rock I was just talking to you about. Mm. And uh, all the decisions came from that building. And, and the, the broadcast center was over on 57th Street. That's where Walter Cronkite did the news, and all the soap operas were done, you know, as the world turns, guiding a light and things like that. It, everything was based there. But what's happened recently with CBS is they merged with Paramount Pictures. Actually, what happened was... I believe Viacom bought them. Viacom was a, initially it was a, a chain of uh, drive-in movie theaters up in Massachusetts, and they went into these mall theaters, and they grew and they grew. And right. Sumner Redstone was the head of it, and before you know it, uh, before you know it, they owned 
CBS. Well, they, they also bought Paramount Pictures. Then they merged the two, and actually I think Paramount became the dominant member of the uh, duo. And now you refer to it as CBS, which is owned by Paramount, even though they're a merger, even though they're two companies together. Right. Well, where are the headquarters? Well, the headquarters really, I think, now are out in L.A., and I think that the there's a different attitude. There's a different environment out there amongst the uh, entertainment people. You know, you see it. They they everything is diversity. I think we talked about this before. I write film scripts. It's like a a hobby of mine now. You know, when I was younger, it was something I dreamt of doing full time. But when you get older and you continue to do it and you retire, it becomes a it becomes a hobby. But the thing is. Uh, um, you see ads for who's hiring what kind of a film, right? And it used to be things like, you know, producer, Hollywood, you know, looking for action-packed thriller script, you know, send to so-and-so. And that's these were classifieds for writers. Now it's, now you see all over the place uh, diversity uh, thriller uh, with a minority lead LGBTQ+. Uh, I'm honest to God, folks, and I don't write like that. I'm old-fashioned. I, I believe people go to the theater to escape all this crap, but they, but these guys who are running the system now, they want to shove it down your throat while you're supposed to be being enter- entertained. You know? Yeah, you know, go ahead. I had my granddaughter here yesterday and right. probably will today, you know, because uh, she's got a little ailment and can't go to school, so she's here. But either way, uh, you know, I let her watch TV, and, you know, I think it was Disney. I don't know who it was, and they mm-hmm. have the something Avengers, you know. the, the It's a 30-year-old man that's a superhero. And right. As a 16-year-old, so a 30-year-old guy living with kids, kind of pedophilish. But Ooh. either way, you got that. But I noticed every episode that came on, you know, they introduced a trans person. There was a trans person in every episode, wow. and they were all always someone new and and embraced and loved and what they're doing is they're indoctrinating our children you know to get used to it wow because they were they're going to shove it down our throat i mean the biden administration they are actually putting money into trying to prove that there's more than one gender you know what happened last two genders you know what happened last weekend in new york one what at St. Patrick's Cathedral, that's the big Roman Catholic cathedral on Fifth Avenue in, in New York. I mean, it's like, it's gorgeous, a beautiful church. Um, they had a trans wedding. Or, or was it a wedding? Or No, I'm sorry. It was a trans funeral. The person who died had been trans. And it ended up being a celebration in the church of this trans life. And all of his other trans friends were there speaking, and and they were you know copying a pose from the pulpit and stuff like that, and and so it got out to the media, and the media went to the church and said, "You guys, are, are, you're not supposed to be uh, promoting this kind of thing. You are you're against this kind of lifestyle. I mean, you you have a live and let live attitude, but still you're not promoting it in the church, and and so the church." in New York apologized to the public. Oh, we didn't know. They said this. Uh, and I, we had no idea they were going to use the oh, funeral yeah, service. So they knew exactly what That's was going ex- on. Bill, when I got married, right, 
I had to go to I had to go like for six weeks to these meetings with the uh, pastor in my church to make sure that my head was was straight about oh, what I, I was yeah, doing. I, yeah. And then they had to know what we were gonna do. You know. And, yeah. and, and so when when somebody gets is buried is a funeral service, they talk to the family before the service. Well, here's what we do: you bring the you bring the casket down the aisle, you leave it here. You know, there's a whole there's a whole uh, what do you call it? A preparation process to let procedure. Both, yeah. yeah. So they can't they can't say to us, well, we had no idea that all these well, people. That's nonsense. They're more lax these days, and you know, not to pick on any any religion, but let's just say Lutheranism. Mm -hmm. You know, you see a Lutheran church, they fly, a lot of them fly the LGBTQ flag, the color flag, you know, and they say, well, we're LGBTQ friendly. Well, in reality, every church should be friendly to everybody, but that doesn't mean that you change your your scriptural values uh, or, or, you know, you well, we got to rewrite the Bible now. Wait a second. Lutheran Church, Catholic Church, uh, Christian churches—they read the Bible, and the Bible talks about uh, stories that happen in in uh, Israel. Okay, they happen to Jews. Uh, should they also uh, maybe put an Israeli flag on the front of their church? We're in because because your whole narrative in in the church is about Christ. Your narrative is about the apostles. Your narrative is about what happened in the Holy Land. The Holy Land was in Israel. I mean, mm. doesn't it make sense that you, if you're gonna if you're gonna preach the preach, <laughs> if you're gonna talk the talk, uh, you're gonna walk the walk. I mean, you are you are going to support Israel too. If you're gonna support hey. the, I mean, I'm just saying, uh, it it doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, the left the, is really funny when it, the left is funny about churches and religion. They hate it or they embrace it, but they try to redefine it into their narrative. I mean, they all have you believe that, that Jesus was either a trans man oh. or he was gay because he, you know. And, and I and, got a story for you. And Robin Hood and his merry men, you know, I'm, come on. Hey, you know, let's, hey it's you funny. Know, and, and Biden. It's funny, Biden's my going, friend. There's more than two, two sexes. Well, really, Biden, how many are there? You well, know? it's funny you should say this, my friend. <clears throat> oh boy! Uh, uh, Did I just step into it? No, you actually <laughs> led right into this. Okay. Google has a highly touted new uh, artificial intelligence, otherwise known as AI, called Chatbot Gemini. It's, oh yeah, and it's supposed to be the strongest, the biggest. It's uh, in the 1.5 version phase. It's a uh, they've done an upgrade on it, and they they really bragged to the world about how this is the absolute living end of AI so far. Well, do you know what this AI has been doing? Probably confirming that uh, the left is wrong. Uh, It has been posting things like uh, uh, the Founding Fathers. Images include uh, uh, black women signing the Declaration of Independence. Uh, It has female and black popes. Never happened yet. Uh, it has black Vikings. Now, I'm not knocking the black community. I'm just saying we're talking about it's supposed to be accurate, okay? Uh, it has Nazis of different races. 
<laughs> now, you have heard of the Aryan race, right? You've heard of the philosophy that Hitler and uh, uh, Himmler and all these guys uh, uh, touted all, all throughout the whole Third Reich regime. It was They're the Aryan. Yeah. It was the Aryan race. That was one race. They searched far and wide to find people who they could say were part of one race. But in this AI, it has all kinds of people, female, blacks, whatever, uh, Asians as Nazis. It has Asian, listen to this, Asian female hockey players. If you ask it to draw a picture of a hockey player, it'll spit out an Asian female hockey player. So finally, someone at Google came along and said, oops, oops. Oh, I don't know how this happened. We had a glitch in our programming. Now, what it, what it means is they got caught. Somebody, mm. somebody in, in, in the uh, development room at uh, Google had put this into the system. This wasn't, you can't get the AI to do this without telling it to do it initially. Well, it scrapes the internet for information. Now, it's funny you bring that up because I was mentioning Ooh. the television and watching, yes. you know, and I sat there, what else did I have to do? I sit there, watch the kid program and <laughs> shake my head. But there was one episode where there was a spelling bee. I forget the word now, but I think it, the word ends, you know, with the spelling of uh, C-U-E. Mm -hmm. All right. So mm -hmm. it's got a k sound and it really ends with a Q. And so the person spelled it right. And the opposing team said, no, 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 no. And the ladies go, no, it's right here in the dictionary. I'm sorry. And everyone, all the panel goes, no, it's there in the dictionary. And somebody said, oh, no, no, pulls out their cell phone, says, according to the Internet, and it came up with the spelling of Q. And then they it's said, like Q-U-E. Well, yeah. yeah. And so they just sat there and said, well, the dictionary is wrong. The Internet's never wrong. Oh, my God. There wasn't a joke. They're, well, they you know, were selling that to kids. Well, you know what's interesting, Bill? You've heard of Wikipedia? Everyone's, everyone touts Wikipedia. Well, and, and Wikipedia is something which is hacked constantly. It's something which is uh, created by readers, you know, the different uh, articles on people. Uh, but yet it's, it has become like a go-to source. Hey, let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Did you just say that, that that AI is rewriting, saying that the founding fathers, there were some black women and black men too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if that is true and the Internet doesn't lie, then what does that do with the reparations question? Well, I know. Well, it has a picture, by the way. It shows a picture of George Washington being black. Well, then, you know what? I, I, I got a question right now. I got a question in this whole thing about reparations. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean this to be racist, but somebody got something wrong and uh we we got to put that on hold until we figure this out does this go back to the 1619 project where they literally yeah re rewrite the entire beginning of our country you know they they say that our country started in 1619 in that uh, in, and, and you know all of these school systems embraced it like oh that's a great book we have to get that book it's all wrong it's total fiction but hey look at it's uh, it's something that everybody on the left is talking about. Mm -hmm. Now, what was the ruling in Alabama about, um, uh, was it in vitro fertilization? or What was that ruling there? Uh, the ruling that says that the baby 
uh, begins life in an, as an embryo, as a fetus. That yeah. was the ruling you're talking about, the one we, we talked about yesterday? Yeah, didn't Biden just come out and say, you know, that that was outrageous about well, embryos? Well, he, pro- he probably doesn't. This is a guy, by the way, who's every, at every opportunity says, uh, I'm a devout Catholic. I was brought up in Pennsylvania in Scranton. I'm a devout Catholic. And then he turns around, and Catholicism is a pro-life religion, but yet he hasn't seen a pro-choice decision that he hasn't embraced. You know, I so. mean, he, you know, he's talking like these embryos, like they're caviar for uh, for the rich. You know, and is that what uh, the embryos are to him too? You know, they uh, of humans. Come on. Well, you uh, know, this guy is an idiot. The, the guy is always sniffing little kids. Uh, some people say he's he's a much more evil man. I mean, how I don't, and I'll never understand this. I don't understand how he hasn't been arrested for what he's done on our border. Because he, he he raises his right hand and swears to protect us from invasion from foreign from foreign uh, people, right? So what mm-hmm. what is happening on our border? We're being invaded. Maybe you say, well, these are people looking for a better life. No, there are a lot of criminals. There are a lot of gangsters. There's a lot of drug pushers and human traffickers down down there coming across. There's a lot of terrorists. They they admitted to it. There's a lot of terrorists coming across the border. Isn't it his job to stop that, to keep that from happening? But yet he just waves them in. Isn't that by itself, in and of itself, isn't that a crime? Isn't that something which he, if, it, it would be like saying, think of this, I'm going to, this is a hypothetical, Revolutionary all right. War, all right? And John Paul Jones is on a ship protecting uh, Boston Harbor, and a fleet of British are coming coming uh, into Boston to take over the city. And John Paul Jones says, oh, right this way. Come on. It's okay. Waves them on. Waves them on in. Would he be arrested for treason? Yep. Yeah. What's the difference? What is the difference between what is happening on our southern border and what is happening, you know, a hypothetical situation like that? I, I don't. I, I think the only difference is one is fiction and one is happening. The fiction is the story I told you about John Paul Jones. What is happening is it happening in our southern border. You know, we we have got such, uh, uh, in my in my opinion, we have got such a treasonous uh, uh, action taking place right now every day, and nobody says a damn word except well, we gotta we gotta shore up the border. You know, I'm sick, by the way, of the damn politicians just talking about the problem. Boy, isn't that awful what they're doing on the border? Enough. Stop it. For God's sake, now we hear Joe saying, well, I'm going to take some executive uh, action and I'm going to uh, I'm going to fix the problem. You mean the problem that you created, Joe, the problem you created, you're going to fix. Well, yeah, but his administration has created a problem to fix a problem, and that's what it's all about. And he may come up with a solution. It's not going to be a good solution, but he will come up with a solution because they want to lay it on Trump's doorstep, this mm-hmm. border crisis, because that's what they're doing now. They're setting the stage. Well, I'm going to have to fix his mess again. And that's what he's doing. But you got to look at, uh, you know, at the Biden administration and what they've done and how your pocketbook really feels. You know, there's um, 
what is it? His, uh, his stance on the EPA, the EPA Act and Rule, which is set to wipe out over a million U.S. jobs. And with what they're doing, there will be no new plants built in the United States because of EPA rulings. No, they got to go overseas to another country. Bill, he's done more to damage our, our economy than any, any president in history. People say he's the worst president in history, and I, I can't disagree. No, but but his administration is saying that uh, the, the worst two presidents we ever had was second from the bottom, bottom is Reagan, and at the bottom is Trump. You know, let's get real, and let's quit making up this stuff. Let's get the real numbers out there. The real numbers are he's sagging down on the 40s or 30s, and that's with Democrats and Republicans in this election. So don't let them fool you one iota. He is, his ship is sinking, your ship is sinking, and when you look at the Democratic Party and the divide, Bernie Sanders sold you guys out, or sold out the socialist left, which when Bernie sat there and said, yeah, I'm in for Biden, he's going to be the best president there ever was, well, Biden didn't go to the extreme left, but that party is so divided with people, Joe didn't win, this was a setup. Well, actually, no. I think I think Biden did go to the extreme left. I think I think <laughs> Biden has gone all the way over to the. He's gone further than anybody ever dreamed he would but, go. But the extreme left says he didn't go far enough, and they're not backing him this time. They want to go further left. That is where the Democrats are right now. They're not left. They're communist. They're not well, social. They're not socialist. Exactly. They're communist. Okay. They don't think they don't think that he's opened up those social or communistic purse strings enough. They don't think that he's clamped down enough the way that they want it going. So when you say Biden, 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 we're riding with Biden. We voted for Biden. Yeah. The hell you did. Yeah. Well that we, that election was fixed, but we you have know, we have a situation right now where uh the they own most of the media. And when you have the media, you can lie, and there are no consequences because there are no real, honest, legitimate fact checkers. You know, right. you have you have Fox and you have Newsmax, and that's it. The rest of them, for the most part, will uh, sing the song that they put down. They'll read from their music sheet, and that's it. If they say that uh, they're going to fix Trump's problem, then I guarantee you they will somehow, some way try to warp the narrative to make it look like what's happened in the last two and a half years is because of something Trump did. And, of course, anybody who's paying a little bit of attention would know that's a blatant lie. Oh, it is. And you know what? When you see, well, what happened at CBS with the firing of uh, the one lady there and the seizing of her files, don't think for one minute that now that they have those files— they know who these people were that gave her the information. Right. And like everybody, that if, if you say, it's interesting to me, if you go, well, you know, I don't believe. You don't believe? You're a denier? Yeah, I, I, I don't think the election was truly won. Right. You're a denier. We have to indict you. We have to lock you up. And don't think for a minute any of those people that were on the confidential turnover evidence list is not going to be sought out by the Biden DOJ and taken and harassed and locked up. Now, if you are uh, uh, an informant, 
to help the left or the Joe Biden people, well, you're going to be praised. Do you remember when Hillary said, uh, this was about six months, maybe a year ago, she, she mm-hmm. said that uh, the Trump people who who won't accept the fact that it was a free and fair election in 2020, uh, they're going to end up probably have to being re-educated. They're going to have to be uh, sent to camps, possibly. She said this. Oh, by the way, have you noticed, Bill, how recently, pay attention to this, you're seeing a lot of nervous talk from Hillary, a lot of nervous talk from talk show hosts like Stephen Colbert. You're seeing a lot of nervous talk from uh, former senators. Uh, Has- What's her name? McCaskill. Uh, she, yeah. All these real leftist people, they're, they're getting very nervous about what Trump might do when he's president. And I'm thinking maybe it's because you have something to hide. I mean, well, pe- people, she was never, Hillary was never held accountable for the the uh, hard drive she destroyed and the emails that she wiped out. You know, never. It, well, it, how would people find out about it? What 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 medium is out there that they television. would find out about? Oh, yeah. television? Yeah. Internet? You know, there was an old saying, I remember a boss that used to preach it, the power of the spoken word. Mm-hmm. Now, before there were cell phones, we had, I, and I programmed a, a, a massive superpower station that that got everywhere. As I mean, Jim Jones, when you know, down in South America, the Kool Aid, um, right? W- one of the guys that worked for me actually got. We used to get what they called QSL letters, and we got one from them, which was interesting. From the people down there, just days before everybody drank the Kool Aid, valuable letter that's uh, sitting. He's passed away his daughter has it and she's down in florida but either way you know he would sit there and talk about the power of the spoken word and when an invading army comes in the first place they go is to take out the media they will sure. they will destroy the towers the radio station because they don't want you to get communication if they don't if they don't are. if they don't if they don't destroy it they take it over and control it exactly with their propaganda yep was that a test yesterday? What's going on? Slow it down, shut it down. They own the news media, and but yet there it goes. And nobody again has come out and said what the cause is. They've right. just let it kind of slip into the news dustbin. You know? Now, I'll tell you something that happened. I guess it was yesterday or some, somewhere in this past week. You know, I'm, I'm not a ham operator, but ham is probably the last stance of any kind of communication, it always was, but there's a problem with ham. You know, a lot of people live in rural neighborhoods and there were acts that prevented you from putting up your antenna and your tower. There is a new act now that allows these ham operators in residential neighborhoods Mm -hmm. to put up their antennas. And they've loosened, you know, they they have effectively loosened- uh, The The regulations? the regulations to get in to get a ham like you can get a ham license now uh, easier than a driver's license and you, that gives you communication you know across the state i mean more more than uh, what you get with radio you mm-hmm. know because it's a different different frequency and they can use uh, their own intranet and yeah you can you can Let cover me ask you a, a question. lot of real estate this is kind of stepping out of bounds here but if there were a crisis, Bill, um, mm-hmm. and let's say there was uh, upheaval in our society, would people care about licenses with ham radios? 
would they be using their QX numbers or XY, you know, the, the call letters? No. Or would they just grab a microphone and start talking? <laughs> you know. Well, yeah. Now, now the other thing is maybe the, maybe the government will let that slide through and they're going to let uh, uh, happen to ham what happened to CB radio. CBs used to have to. Oh, sure. You, you have to be licensed, but everyone said, yeah. hell with that, you know. <laughs> Break one nine. This here's the fat butt. Yeah. You know, we got a, we got a smoky to, on the flip flop. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm riding your tailgate. You know, <laughs> but you know that may be what they're doing. But it is you do have to have some form of communication, and if the media is taken over, and they control the internet, what else do you have? Well, I I think you. Uh... Boy, if, if you have electricity and you have a, a ham radio rig, you're going to be the center of attention somewhere. you know. And they're not going to have, by the way, if there's a conflict going on, if there's some kind of crisis, they're not going to have uh, enough manpower, enough people going around to uh, to find out where your signal's coming from. You know, I mean, now they, the FCC can, uh, they can send out some crews and they can zero in on where the tower is and find out who's doing what. But I'm saying that if there's a, a crisis in the future uh, and we're in the middle of uh, some kind of civil unrest, they're not going to have enough time to worry about where signals are coming from, I would think. You know? well, yeah, if everybody's got, got a signal and they've got, you know, they've got certain, uh, certain types of radios that uh, yeah, they can get you 50, 100, 150 miles, not much power. You can plug it into your cigarette lighter in your, in your vehicle and have the, the antenna. You can... By the way, you make you make a good point, Bill. I I do think that if you are uncomfortable because you're not really into ham radio and you you don't know how to work it and stuff like that, even somebody who has spent a career in broadcasting like yours truly hasn't done much ham radio stuff, and uh, it would take a, a learning curve to figure out how it works. But I would recommend that everybody get a CB radio. Everybody yeah. should get a CB. Right now, you can buy them. They're little handheld things, uh, not much bigger than uh, your cell phone. And you can get four watts, and you can get around the neighborhood. You can get around in, on a good day. If you're in a high enough location, you can get, get around town. You have some oh, connection. You 15 or 20 miles. Yeah, yeah. and you're going to find someone somewhere in relays, but... You know the the ham the, the 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 I think they're in the four hundred and fifty megahertz. They they go a good distance. When you say good distance, like fifty miles, hundred miles, fifty miles, seventy five, a hundred, hundred and fifty. You're going to really? get out, and there are some relays because the one thing about it, it's not commercial relays. There yeah. are operators that have a system that's set up. You can buy one that does that. Your system does its signal, yeah, and it will connect to another one just like it, and they buddy and they relay. Oh, really? So, of, so you so, become a mini network, right? It could be a people's network. Wow, um, you should, a few hundred bucks, you're in the business. People you know? say, so, oh, "I don't need that. I got my cell phone." <laughs> Look what happened yesterday. Yeah, uh, they can uh, shut it down because it's big business that runs it, and you're going through their network. I heard a I'm guy say yesterday, Bill, on one of the talk shows, a guy who was an expert in communications, uh, the question was asked, uh, could one guy make a mistake and cause what happened yesterday? And the guy said, technically, yes. One guy. You know, and going back, you know, to is radio going away? No. And AM is very important because of the propagation of the signal. 
uh, which is why Soros has got into the business of yeah. buying up some 200 radio stations and their AM. And the company he bought uh, used to be, used to be CBS Radio. Mm-hmm. CBS Radio. I mean, Winds in New York, WINS, WCBSAM in New York. I mean, these are big radio stations. They're now going to be majority owned by George Soros. Tell me he's yeah. not doing that for a reason. He's not doing it because he loves his favorite songs to be played on a certain rotation. Oh, yeah. No, he, he's a Beyonce fan. Is he really? Know? He's going yeah, out there. Yeah. He's going out there to spread the word and to clamp down on conservative talk. Mark my words, and I mean this. Shows like uh, Buck Sexton and Clay Travers, uh, shows like Dan Bongino that are on some of those stations. CBS. CBS. They're gone. Yeah, they're, they're gone. gone. History. They're, they're, they're shutting down. And see, the little lefties that are out there going, yeah, that's about right. Nobody wants to hear their crap. See, they got taken off the air. Nope, the public doesn't want it. No, you don't want to hear the truth. And, you know, the reason that these guys are on these stations and for so long is they make them money. Because there do is you a following. Air America. Do you remember Air America? Yeah, Air I, America I first, was. The, I know all about this. Air America was the left's version of uh, Rush. They thought it was their answer to Rush Limbaugh, except nobody, nobody listened to it. Even the program managers of the stations that carried it had a hard time forcing themselves to listen to the to the program. It was so bad. And eventually, they came about in the '90s, didn't they? Yeah, and it and it died. Ter- it just. It just withered up and went away. Uh, so the fact of the matter is, the programming by talk show hosts on the left don't seem to work because inevitably they're nasty. You know the numbers on nighttime talk with Stephen Colbert and and uh, Jimmy Kimmel and uh, Jimmy Fallon. Those programs have tanked, tanked. They have no. They have a a dedicated loyal leftist audience that watches them. But all of the conservatives that used to enjoy late night uh, television, they have found something else to do because it, it, they find uh, talk shows like uh, Stephen Colbert to be asinine, asinine, yeah. and, and uh, so you know there's no audience for that. They because they they sound angry. Bill, the left is always angry. They're always angry at you and I. You know, we say live and let live. You can believe what you want to believe. That's no big deal. Right. If you want to be a leftist, be a leftist. They don't say that about us. They want to shut us up. They well, want- we can't. We can't agree to disagree anymore. No, we can't. can't. Do it. No. Yeah. Hey, anyway, my friend, uh, I think we've just about. Do you have anything else you want to add before we wrap this? Oh, I uh- could go on. I could go on with the Air America, but I don't want to talk about personal stuff. But I do know about that, and I think they went to Dallas is where they because they started out of Rochester, New York, and they were uh, the company actually did pop music. It was a satellite company, mm-hmm. and then they got bought it up. It was a small station in Rochester, too. It wasn't like the big uh, talk station, HAM. It was, uh, I believe, like XX something or other, I, some small well, uh, talk station. It might have been on a station, but the, the programming uh, came out of uh, a building. Mm-hmm. It was like a, just a, you know, a building that might house some kind of telebanks or something, but they were a satellite yeah. network there. And uh, Shadow Stevens' brother was in there and uh, uh, doing stuff. And then they 
they got bought and they moved it to Dallas and everyone said, oh, what's going to go on? And then, no, it's Air America. <laughs> yeah, we're going to And what's Air America? Everything. Left sock. That's what it is. You know, and I was the like, The answer oh. to Rush. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what it was. So. How'd that work out? Anyway, we can talk about this some more tomorrow because tomorrow's our Saturday program where we usually Saturday. we let our hair hang down, uh, figuratively speaking. Um, if oh, you, speak for yourself. Yeah, yeah. If you want to contact us, our number is 833-538-7868. 833-538-7868. Mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail at jimandbill.com and jimandbill at mail.com. Be sure to like and share us. Uh, with people because uh, otherwise uh, we don't get bigger than our britches, and uh, we we would like to outgrow our britches. Uh, we have, like point. we said, we found out recently our numbers are uh, significant, uh, to say the least. So thank you very much, and uh, keep spreading the word no matter where you are. We have listeners in Germany, France, uh, in the United Kingdom, in Britain. We have listeners in Russia, uh, Russia, 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 as uh, President Trump would say. We have uh, listeners in Canada, Australia, New Zealand. Uh, we have uh, listeners in the in the South Pacific, in Asia, in India. I mean, I could go on and on and I don't know how these people have found us because we've done no promotion at all. It has to have been word of mouth, or people have had to have stumbled across us. But uh, they're out there, and we thank you very much for listening. We really do. Little uh, towns, big towns, all across, all across this land. Yeah. Now, if you'll just send us, if you'll just send us one dollar, <laughs> one dollar, yeah, just one dollar. <laughs> yeah. I don't think our mailing address is anywhere on our no, website anywhere. No, we, oh, we we better set up a post office it box was quick. Hey, my friend, uh, have yourself a wonderful day. Do you have anything else you want to add before we sign off? Yes, one thing. Hasta la vista, baby. We're out of here. <laughs> This is CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>